Okay, so I'm just going to start at the beginning. And the first book that I'm going to read is the Children's Bible. Introduction. The Children's Bible consists of six parts, parts one through four, drawn from the Old Testament, parts five and six from the New Testament. The Bible is the sacred book of Christians and Jews. It tells the story of God's dealings with men, beginning with the creation of the world. The parts of the Bible are called books, such as the book of Ruth or the book of Kings. The word Bible comes from a Greek term meaning the books. Since the Bible is really a library in itself, containing many volumes, these books were written in the course of a thousand years by many authors in many places, under the guidance and inspiration of God. Most of the Old Testament books were originally written in Hebrew. The books of the New Testament were written in Greek. Each book was meant for a special purpose. Some of them are historical, telling the story of God's chosen people, the children of Israel. Others are prophetic, speaking of things which are still to come, of the hidden things in God's plan for us. Others were written to teach wisdom or give advice. One of them, the book of Psalms, is simply a collection of sacred hymns once used in the temple worship. Others are almost novels and can even contain love stories, such as that of Ruth, or tell of heroes who saved their people, like Moses. Every page of the Bible is alive with every sort of people, alive with their words and deeds. Some of these people are saints and heroes. Many are ordinary people, some kind, some cruel, some weak, and some strong. The Bible and history have often cast light on one another, each helping to explain or confirm what the other says. With the Bible as a guide, archaeologists have been able to find lost cities and uncover many ancient ruins. Starting with the beginning of the world, the story of the Bible covers several centuries and lands, teaching generation after generation that there is a divine plan in history and a purpose in human life. For Christians, the Bible has two principal divi divisions, the Old Testament and the New. Neither can stand alone. The Old Testament prepares for the new, the New Testament completes the old, the old. Jesus and his apostles knew the sacred writings of the Old Testament almost by heart, as did many other Jews. Jesus based his teachings on old, on, uh, whoa, hold on, I gotta back up here. Bird, can you keep it down, please? Thank you. Uh... Okay, so the New Testament completes the Old. Jesus and his apostles knew the sacred writings of the Old Testament almost by heart, as did many other Jews. Jesus based his teaching on, on them, and the writings of St. Paul and the other apostles are full of quotations from the Old Testament. Jesus, when asked for a sign, observed that just as Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights, so would the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And, like Jonah, he would come out again. The word Christ, it should be noted, is the Greek equivalent of the Hebrew word Messiah.
In the beginning of the New Testament are found the four Gospels, which tell the story of Christ's earthly life. They are four books by four authors, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But as they contain one message, they are here combined as a single story. After the Gospels come the Acts of the Apostles. Uh, I'm sorry. After the Gospels come the Acts of the Apostles, written by St. Luke, which tell about the early days of the church. Next come various letters, the epistles written by the apostles for the first Christians. Most of these are the work of St. Paul. Our Bible closes with a passage from the Apocalypse of St. John and uh, St. John the Divine. The only book of prophecy in the New Testament. Okay, I'm sorry. Most of these are the work of St. Paul. Our Bible closes with a passage from the Apocalypse of St. John the Divine, the only book of prophecy in the New Testament. The Apocalypse, which means, quote, removing the veal, deals with the church's struggle against evil, the final victory of Christ in the coming of the New Jerusalem, the eternal city of God. The church has always treasured the Bible, and early Christians suffered martyrdom martyrdom for it. They honored the Holy Gospel, the Holy Gospel book with lights and, and incense as though it were Christ himself and placed it on a throne to take his place at church consoles, councils. Today, as in every age since the time of Christ, the Gospels are the fabric with which the house of Christian faith is built. And that was the introduction written by the publishers. The Old Testament, the Creation, and the Patriarchs. The Creation. The first day. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and empty. Darkness was everywhere. And in the darkness, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep. God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw that it was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there were evening and morning the first day. The second day, God said, Let there be a sky in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Then God made the sky, and he separated the waters above from the waters below. God called the the sky heaven, and there were evening and morning the second day. The third day, God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together in one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the, the dry earth, or I'm sorry, God called the dry land earth, and the waters he called seas, and he said, Let the earth bring forth grass and yield plants bearing seed and trees bearing fruit. The earth did so, and God saw that it was good. This was the third day. On the fourth day, God said, Let there be lights in the sky of heaven to divide the day from night. Then let... uh, 
let them be for signs and for seasons, for days and for years. Let them be for lights in the sky of heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He also made the stars and set them in the sky of heaven to give light upon the earth to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. God saw that it was good. This was the fourth day. On the fifth day, God said, Let the waters bring forth in great numbers moving creatures that have life, and let birds fly above the earth in the open sky of heaven. So God created great whales and every living creature that moves. These, the waters brought forth in great numbers. He created the birds and saw that all this was good. He blessed the creatures and said, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas. Let the birds also multiply on earth. This was the sixth day, or was the fifth day. The sixth day. On the sixth day, God said, Let the earth bring forth creations of all kinds, cattle and creeping things, and beasts of the earth. The earth did so, and God saw that this was good. Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let him have power over the fish of the sea, and the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over everything that moves on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created man and woman, male and female, created he them. And he blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and have power over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Behold, I have given you every plant bearing seed and every tree yielding fruit, which is upon the face of the earth. They shall be your food to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, to everything that creeps upon the earth and has life. I have given the grass and the plants for food, and it was so. God saw everything that he had made, and it was very, very good. This was the sixth day. The seventh day. The heavens and the earth were finished and filled with life. On the seventh day, God rested from his work and all that he had made. God blessed the seventh day and made it a holy day, because on that day he had rested. This is how the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, and every plant before it was in the earth, and every tree of the field before it grew. And when God had made man, a mist had gone up from the earth and had watered the whole surface of the ground. The Lord God had formed man of the dust of the ground, and he breathed into him the breath of life, and man had become a living soul. The Garden of Eden From the book of Genesis God planted a garden in the east in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground the Lord made trees of every kind to grow, both those that are pleasant to the eye and those that are good for food. In the middle of the garden he planted the tree of life and the tree of knowledge, of good and evil. A river flowed out of Eden to water the garden, and beneath the garden the river divided and became four rivers. The first was called Pison. The name of the second was Gion. 
and the third Hedekel, and the fourth Euphrates. God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to care for it and keep it. And God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree in the garden you may eat freely, except for the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Of this do not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make a companion for him. But first God brought every beast of the field and every bird of the air, which he had made out of the earth, to man, to see what he would call them, and what man called each creature. This became, that's, that, this became that creature's name. Man gave names to the cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for himself man did not find a companion. So God put man into a deep sleep, and as he slept, God took one of his ribs. This rib the Lord God made into woman, and he brought her to man, who said, This, this, is, now, this is now bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh. Her name shall be woman, because she is taken out of a man. And the man and the woman were naked, but they were not ashamed. The Serpent in the Garden The most cunning of the beasts which the Lord had made was the serpent. And the serpent said to the woman, Did God forbid you to eat the fruit of the trees of the garden? The woman said, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden except the tree which is in the middle of the garden. Of this God said, You shall not eat of it, nor touch it, lest you die. You will not die, said the serpent. God knows that the day you eat of the fruit, your eyes shall be opened, and you will be like gods, knowing good from evil. The woman looked at the tree and saw that it was pleasant to the eye, and good for food. She felt it was too be desired, because it would make one wise. So she picked some of the fruit and ate it. And she gave some also to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. In the cool of the garden, the Lord walked in the garden. The man and the woman heard the voice of the Lord and hid themselves and hid themselves from his presence among the trees of the garden. The Lord God said to man, saying, Where are you? I have heard your voice in the garden, said man. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Who told you that you were naked? asked the Lord God. Have you eaten from the tree <clears throat> which I commanded you not to eat? Man said, The woman whom you gave me to be with gave me fruit of the tree, and I did eat. The Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The serpent tempted me, said the woman, and I ate. They are driven from the garden. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. You shall crawl on your belly and eat dust all the days of your life. I shall make the woman your enemy and her children the enemies of your children. They shall wound you in the head and shall wound them in the heel. To the woman he said, I will multiply your sufferings. Your suffering, you shall bring forth your children in sorrow, and for happiness you shall depend on your husband, and he shall rule over you. 
To the man he said, Because you listened to the voice of your wife and ate of the forbidden fruit, the ground shall be cursed beneath you, and sorrow you shall eat of it every day of your life. Thorns and thistles it will bring forth for you, and you shall eat the grass of the field. By the sweat of your brow, by the sweat of your brow, you will earn your bread until you return to the earth. For out of the earth you were taken, dust you are, and to dust you shall return. The Lord God then made coats of skin for the man and his wife, and clothed them. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is like one of us now, knowing all things. If he were to put out his hand and eat also of the tree of life, he would live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent man out of the garden of Eden to, uh, to till the ground from which he was made. He drove him out and placed cherubim to the east of the garden of Eden, and a flaming sword which turned every direction to guard the path to the tree of life.